Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Bake slash streaming service and chill. And today, Jake and I are talking about a whole host of topics up to and including uh, the Anchorage uh, City Capital Budget of 2021, which honestly doesn't really apply to us, but they had some items in there that I thought were absolutely worth worth discussing. Also, we discuss uh, Amazon's role in law enforcement, how bidets are making a huge comeback, and the party room at Caligula's, and how that is a First Amendment discussion. Now, if you are not familiar with Caligula's, it is a sex club in New York City. I didn't know it existed until very recently, but now I do, and that's just something that I can never ever escape from. It's also uh, Iran-Contra Day. Now, if you are unfamiliar with the Iran-Contra scandal, we kind of go into that a little bit and how it is connected to a whole bunch of other topics up to and including the importing of cocaine into the United States of America. It's a long, drawn-out discussion. It's pretty interesting, and we touch on a bunch of topics, and a lot of those topics... um, they are, we, we've included links down at the bottom. So, uh, so if you are interested, check out the show notes. The links are right there. So uh, ladies, gents, others, enjoy the podcast and stay tuned for, well, for some some kind words, some great words to our supporters. All right, folks, we have the best supporters, the very best supporters, top of the line, the A1 supporters in the universe. Every other podcast wishes they have the supporters we do, but we have the greatest supporters of all time. All right, folks, get out there, kick today's ass, don't let it kick yours, and have fun. If you're not having fun, then what's the point? And as per usual, the soundtrack is provided by Skatey P. New music is out now. Check the links in the description. Okay. Um, what a, what a time to be alive, I guess. Hey, you know, uh, it beats not being alive, I think, for the most part. Maybe. It's debatable. The problem is, the problem is dead people can't debate. That's so true. Can. That's true. And, and if they could, what would they say? Not a lot, because they're dead. Brains. I think that's how it goes. Sort of. Good morning. Hey, yeah. Like... Why the fuck are we up? <laughs> well, you have a baby, so you have an excuse. I, you know, I, prior to, to all of this, right, for the lockdowns and stuff, I was up at a, about four o'clock every morning, just going to the gym, getting shit done. Like, that's when I started my day. And, and then, yeah, then it stopped, uh, life stopped for a lot of people life stopped for me life stopped for yeah which i i I would say like as an insomniac it was very comforting to know like there was one person that i could text at four o'clock in the morning and get like some human contact with you know like catch someone right like you know because because as an insomniac you spend a lot of time just like you know just laying in bed going like I wish I was asleep I wish I was asleep I wish I was asleep oh I know oh I, I know that I mean I um I'm an insomniac as well so like I I don't get a lot of sleep I tend to stay up pretty late um I mean I have to take medication to go to sleep 
Um, and then even then staying asleep can be kind of a pain in the ass. So, so I get it. I get it. Um, I like being up at four o'clock anyway, because it allowed me to start my day and not really deal with, uh, not have to deal with people. Like the first thing I'm waking up to isn't a friggin' eight year old screaming, where's my lunch? Um, you know, it allowed me when kids were in school, what it allowed me to do is get my workout in and then get back to the house. Um, so that whatever shit they were lacking, like I could, I could help them out. Right. Like I, I could yeah. smooth the transition into the day because there was, you know, like my head was clear. Um, I wasn't waking up to, to panic. I wasn't waking up to like people freaking out about nothing. Like, um, I find I can only sleep when I have very important responsibilities that I need to get done right now. Like, that's the only time that I can like, I can just sleep like a baby and like, okay, I really need to get this done. And I only have an hour to do it. I'm going to sleep for 59 minutes and it will be the best sleep in the entire world. Makes sense. Yeah. No, the, um, yeah, there, there's something, you know, uh, yeah, my dad was a very like woke up super early in the morning type thing. And yeah. And eventually you figured out it was, it wasn't cause he was just like a, a morning kind of person, but it was just so he didn't have to fucking deal with us for the first couple hours of the day. <laughs> but, but then he can come, then he, he gets his time. He sacrifices to wake up a little early, gets his time. And then he can come home and do dad stuff. Yeah. And that, and that makes sense. I think that, you know, as, as I get older, that's a thing that, that makes more sense to me than, you know, like staying up super late and then sleeping super late as much as I might probably love it. If I did have these responsibilities, I'm okay with the responsibilities, or at least this is how I, I, I cope with the responsibilities, how other, how other folks do it. If, if you don't have kids at home and you're waking up at four 30 in the morning to get shit done, you're a bad motherfucker. Yeah, no, you're you're obviously you're gonna be you're gonna be running some sort of some kind of marketing analytics for some corrupt organization and before you know it, like good on you. But yeah, yeah, if you're getting up super early in the morning and you don't have kids because you're that motivated, uh, you're fucked up. But like you're gonna succeed in some kind of I don't know, you're gonna have a lot of money that you won't have anyone to leave it to. Yeah. So yeah. maybe some super hot like super hot like model wife that some football player's ex-wife that you know you're not gonna yeah. marry because you're not gonna marry her because you're not because you're a billionaire because you're jeff bezos and uh and that's the quarterback's ex-wife but you're not <laughs> like you she know. might marry you but she's gonna be fucking him <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mackenzie Bezos didn't become a billionaire by not being married to a billionaire. Um, <laughs> Which, what a time to, like, what a time to be a woman, you know? I mean, I don't know. Like, is there any, do, do you know of any, like, millionaire or billionaire gay couples? Uh, I would imagine that... Uh, um, Elton John is probably pretty close to it. I think that if we looked at Elton John's net worth, it's probably close to a billion. Uh, he's been doing it for a while. He's been get collecting songwriting credits. So I'm, I'm sure he probably owns his publishing. He's probably got a sweet ass streaming deal uh, with iTunes. 
Um, if he's about to come out with Candle in the Wind three, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? Because why not? Because why not? And he's gonna he's gonna write it about I don't know who he's gonna write it about. Hopefully not Jelaine Maxwell. Um, <laughs> he's he's just fingers crossed that the Queen's gonna die any day. <laughs> he's he's already he's already got it. You were famous when you were born. You hate candy corn. You were a candle in the wind on days where there were no gusts. I, I imagine he has those little magnetic words on his fridge that he's putting together like the next. He has a special candle in the wind edition. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? This is the Insomniac edition, by the way. <laughs> man, it, by the way, speaking of adopted kids, man, that would be the adopted life to have. Like, you you were, I don't know where uh, Elton John's kid was born, um, but I'm guessing that where he lives now is infinitely nicer than where he was born. Like, that's the fucking lottery. Like, that's that's... I mean, there's a chance that if Madonna adopts you, you might end up fucking crazy. Um, but yeah. but now your dad is the candle in the wind guy. Your dad is the tiny dancer guy, right? Like how many how many lullabies do you think that Elton John wrote in his time? You know, I, he like he yeah, probably like thousands. But he probably like yeah, keep them all away from the kids. Been like fuck you, you're gonna pay me. Like I want fifteen. This is a concert, by the way. So I want, and this is a private showing. So I want thirty thousand dollars from you. Oh my god, Daddy Maloney, the money. And it, and it's like <laughs> Michael Jordan. He's like, I can't let my kids win uh, because then it wouldn't be competitive. I've got to actually compete against my kids. My kids don't get a free concert. And that's my Elton John impression. My kids don't get it. I don't give them shit for free. I don't, I don't, I don't even warm up my fingers for them for free. They, they pay me to come see me. Ah, just stretching my, just stretching my fingers. They've got, and they have to wear a land. They have to wear a lanyard. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, And (laughs) and the kid and his kid doesn't, uh, uh, doesn't, doesn't get free tickets to the event either. He's going to pay for his own. Everybody pays. Well, and then there's that moment where his kid comes to him. And and I get like El- Elton John. Um, okay, so he like in the 80s and 90s, um, it was very, um, there was the big, like there was the gay stigma. Like if you were homosexual, it was very difficult for people to come out. In fact, it was considered a heroic moment if someone would come out and admit they're gay. Um and I uh, and Elton John is one of the. It took him a while, but um, he's one of the few people that actually did that, which was kind of cool. However, um, I wonder if he's going to have that same respect that everyone had for him when he came out. When his son comes out and says, "I want to play the harpsichord," oh my gosh! Like, is that? I mean, does he disown him, or does he like? Does he like? Does he hug him and say, I'm so proud of you for finally telling me? Wow. What if he's like, Dad, I just really, I, I, I want to play sports. 
<laughs> I'd like to get into American football. <laughs> I, you know, Dad, I, I know that you had a, 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 a fandom for, for cricket. However, Dad, I like baseball. I like t-ball. <laughs> you know what? Like, I, I want to know why t-ball isn't an Olympic sport. And that's how we get t-ball as an Olympic sport, because Elton John's kid uh, has, has made it so that, that everyone can get to the Olympics for t-ball. You just have to try real hard. You know, and I, I, and I think that's a message we're not spreading to enough of the youth around the world. It's like, if you try hard enough, you can get to Olympic level t-ball once it becomes a thing. And if you start now, because it's probably 30 years out, you'll have so much more experience than everybody else competing. Well, you know, if not, you'll get into your own kind of X Games. Um, if I'm not mistaken, isn't skateboard supposed to be going into the Olympics or would have been going into I the Olympics? I believe it would have been and yes, probably is. But we've got no Olympics. Yeah. No, I mean, we can, yeah. So we can all meet here. up at a subway but we can't, yeah, we can't go to Olympics. There's so many, I mean, it's just a weird, weird time. Um, we didn't have the Olympics this year. There were supposed to be Olympics. How are they going to do that? And why doesn't anyone give a shit? I mean, I don't actually care, but, but the fact well, they of the needed... matter is, is we were supposed to have Olympics uh, this year. A lot of things were supposed to happen this year. Well, they need, you see... In order to rig the Olympics, a lot of people have to get together in an area. So they couldn't properly social distance and rig the Olympics at the same time. I mean, maybe they could rig it over Zoom. Yeah, but would it be the same? Um, I, I'm curious because I know that we are going to, or the, the, um, the, the World Cup 2022 is going to be in uh, Qatar. And I know that was very, I was in Qatar when, uh, when, when around the time that was announced uh, that the World Cup was going to be there. Um, and they were talking about how they're going to have to, you know, create new technologies. So the folks just, are going to be just name dropping countries now, <laughs> just name dropping countries. Yeah. Um, but if we don't like, I mean, I would assume that we're, we'd have whatever this is right now under control by, by 2022. If we don't, you know, like Qatar has spent the last, I don't know, 15 years uh, propping this thing up, uh, getting ready for a World Cup in 2022. Uh, and for, if that were to not happen, not to knock Qatar, but it would be kind of funny. I mean, I want to know, um, like, how much was spent getting ready for the Olympics this oh, year? Oh, it's a, yeah. that, 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 you know. They've got, I mean, they've been, in the past, they've had to make stadiums. I remember when um, when they did uh, um, the World Fair in Sevilla, uh, Sevilla, Spain, the same year that they had the Olympics in Barcelona, they had to build infrastructures uh, for these things to happen. And they have to do that every time. So somebody spent a lot of money on an infrastructure for games that didn't happen. People probably built hotels, There's all kinds of shit going on. Uh, they, they bribed officials, you know, they were like, yeah. how are the Russians going to beat our urinalysis this year? Um, There's been some, yeah, Harvey Weinstein hand job kind of operations going on. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, and, like there, you know, there's been some favors been done. Yeah, that you can't undo. The favors have already been done. So how do you how do you make that work? Well, one of the one of the best things that can ever occur to you in life, and I don't think people take it. Uh, I don't think people appreciate it as much as they they should. Those moments where someone has done you a favor and you are supposed to reciprocate, but like weather conditions don't allow you to, like that's an incredible feeling to be like, oh yeah, love to come over and help you out with your fireplace, but it's freezing outside or, and my car won't start. Like those, like those are the greatest moments in life. But this, <laughs> yeah, maybe sorry. a little, maybe a little more economic impact on this one, but <laughs> I'd, I'd love to help you move your couch. Yeah. Um, but, but... My truck won't go into reverse right now. Can't get it out of the driveway. <laughs> I've got a broken transmission. Yeah. I, I, I got four flats down like a mother. Yeah. Um, I, I really wanted to host your Olympics this year. Really? But... I, was, I was hoping for, I mean, because... Because the Americans never getting into any trouble when they go places. Um, <laughs> the Americans never, never do stupid things. Who was the swimmer a couple of years ago? Who? Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, it oh, wasn't Phelps. Was it? It wasn't Phelps. It was not Phelps. Oh, it wasn't Phelps. It was. It no, was I thought you were gonna hit the Ryan, Ryan Lashy, Lachey, or something okay. like that. Anyway, I guess he. And, and I'm gonna butcher this because I, I didn't care that much when it happened. But if I. If I'm not mistaken, like he punched a gas station attendant or something, and like they were, they were well, he was he was in town for the Olympics and was like fucking off. He was doing all kinds of shit he wasn't supposed to be doing, but he was like blaming local people for it. But well, a couple things I've been I've been a gas station attendant, and it's not uncommon to be punched in the face. So I I think that was blown out of proportion. However, I guarantee anything an Olympic like um competitor does and they do some outlandish shit um i guarantee it's not nearly as bad as the weird shit the high school choir does when they go overseas oh i, I wouldn't doubt it i you know if you're part of the high school choir and and um you know if you're part of the texas boys choir when when you get to holland you know you're you're going nuts you know you're like this is okay <laughs> Mom and dad sent me with a thousand dollars. I just got to make sure I come back with the t-shirt. It <laughs> says Holland. I, I, hey dad, I got, I, was, I got you a t-shirt from the Bulldog Cafe. They sell coffee. <laughs> and the rest of me was, uh, the rest of the money was spent on chlamydia. <laughs> and oh, weed. Oh, chlamydia. Uh, speaking of, of chlamydia. Speaking of chlamydia. Always a good segue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was say that you, that may be the best segue I've ever heard. Yeah, well, this is, we're, we're, we got to kind of go into like news of the day and what's going to be news today and what's going to be, I mean, we're, we're up at, it's almost six o'clock in the morning. And uh, so we've got to talk about some of the, some of the news coming out. Um, 
some for our area. We'll touch on some of that stuff and then we'll touch on some of the, some, some national stuff. Um, so the, the city of Anchorage, which is the biggest city in our great state of Alaska has um, public restrooms and solar panels among the proposed projects for the Anchorage 2021 capital budget. Um, let me let me just say that in, in my experience, um, and, and we've kind of had this corroborated by people we talk to who are in charge of public bathrooms, um, that's kind of where people go to get fucked up. Um, it's a great place to shoot heroin. It is, uh, or get yeah. drunk, or yeah. Um, in the case of Will Smith and uh, and his kid in that one really sad movie, um, you know, take a nap. Yeah, uh, you know, and this is something, um, you know, uh, like if you uh, if you venture around the. Um, if you rent, if you venture around the public facilities and say like um, places like the job center, yes, or um, places that like people um, are less likely to really venture into, you'll find a lot of, especially in the state of Alaska, you'll find a lot of people hanging out there just to stay warm, just to sleep, also to do drugs, also to get fucked up. Um, it really. Um, it, it's it's really an interesting proposal um because what do you do like do like at this point do you do you choose this is where the libertarian in me gets like conflicted because do you choose humanity and say like you know what you're gonna do whatever you're gonna do and you're gonna wreck your life but i'm gonna make sure you don't freeze to death or do you take the perspective of like Dude, you've made these life choices, and you need to fix your life. Um, I've also – this is one thing I've – as much as I'm not a fan of the Catholic Church, one thing I loved about um, in the olden – ye olden days of the Catholic Church was they had these uh, programs available. It cost the taxpayers nothing. No one was forcing you to help someone who wouldn't help themselves. But they also had rules. Um, it's like, you know what, if you if you want to stay here and you want to spend the night here, um, this is what I require of you. And it's tough love, but it cost it, it costs nothing of your life or your time. It costs nothing of my life or my time. However, there are certain programs that like the government does better than like the private sector. Um so um, I don't know. Like it, it's it's a tough one because like it, it's an argument for me for humanity and also, but also the, here's the sad part is you know that the government's doing it, so you know someone's making bank on it right now. Yeah, they they figured out a way. Someone has figured out a way to to, to make quite a bit of money uh, off of uh, off of homelessness, which is um, on one hand it's it's terrible, uh, but on the other hand that's just that's the way it goes in our society. Um, yeah, and, and the Catholic charities, they, they do a lot. The Catholic charities do a lot, but lately, in, I mean, especially in the last 20 years, that the second you yeah, say Catholic charities, people start getting a little bit, oh. Well, yeah, no, it's like they, we help the homeless and we molest the children. Like, 
I'm not Catholic, by the way. I wasn't saying we. I was, I was, I was speaking so from there. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of horrid things that have come out of there. Um, and there's, and I, I, I shouldn't actually single out the Catholics um, as far as on the charitable things. Like there's, there's a lot of, like I personally believe humanity is good. Yeah. Like yeah. when you get down to. I think a lot of people are willing to help people more than um, than everyone believes they wouldn't. I do think people get upset with being taken advantage of, but I think a lot of the feeling of being taken advantage of is because we're taxed on this. Because I work – like I don't – if you're down and out, I don't get to decide whether or not you know, I'm going to buy you a coat so you stay warm or get you food or let you into my house for the evening. Well, actually, that last one I do, but um, there's a government agency that's like, there's some there's some guy making fifty grand a year that's paying out like eighteen thousand dollars in benefits, you know. So so to support one person, it costs like the government like sixty thousand, seventy thousand dollars. Um, but the funny thing is, is there's more money going into the um the administration and more money going into the caseworkers and the actual the process than actually is going to benefits um and i and i think people get yeah it's very easy to get jaded with that you know it's i mean how many times have you if you've been in the city how many times have you seen like a guy on the side of the street begging for change and someone yells at him go get a job you bum um I'm like, guarantee that guy doesn't have a social security card, his birth certificate, and his driver's license so he can fill out all the proper paperwork. Like, you know, but he's making he's making some dude in the United States government $50,000 a year. I mean, you fix the homeless problem. I don't know. A lot of people losing a lot of money. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess getting people because a lot of people just need help, right? They just they need a help. Um, but there's no there's no one way to fix uh, such a huge um, segment of of, uh, of our society, and and that's the crazy thing is like our our country, uh, our population is so much so that there's there is a really wide array of people, and there's a lot of a, a lot of a wide array. Um, in our community, in, in our small community, X amount of minority may only be 10 or 15 people. But if you have a city like New York, that 15 people, because that's a city of like 8 million, uh, that becomes a real chunk of the population. That, that little minority chunk of the population in New York City is a, a greater population than, than our entire community. Um, ah, that's actually a really good point. So, you know, like there's not, there's not a Band-Aid that fixes everything. If, if that were the case, uh, I, I, you know, I think people would have figured it out uh, before. But it does move on to, um, to the less depressing topic, because let's be honest, we're not going to solve uh, the homelessness situation um, in, in Anchorage, all right? Um, but what we, we might actually solve um not even over a 40 minute podcast (laughs) um when we're we're talking about like segments of population um 
the, these lockdowns. Uh, what 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 is happening yes. in in New York and New York City? Uh, some people have houses. Some people aren't allowed to leave their houses. Um, and it's so much so that that in New York City, where there is a population like this, um, there was a sex club called Caligula that was um, which. I do a disclaimer first, though. I just want to clarify for everyone that uh, no matter what you hear, Bill and I had not attended Caligula's. No, we didn't go to the opening uh, of that. We we weren't regulars. I didn't I didn't get a stamp card from that place like you get from a coffee shop. Uh, like you, you, you get and I, drinks, yeah. you get one free. Uh, never, not once. Um, or sent me a gift card. <laughs> that's what I send everyone. Um, so before we get into the, the, the sex club Caligula and the lockdowns, I would like to say that, uh, in a Western civilization class, uh, taught by, uh, by radio host, Bob Bird, we were asked to review a historical film, uh, of the, I guess, it, I only, I think it was <laughs> of the Roman era. So I made it a point to, to order and to watch and to review um, Caligula. <laughs> and that's the show. <laughs> and, I, and I turned it in. And I turned it in. <laughs> this is, okay, so that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother show. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> um, I, um, I remember finding Caligula in like my stepdad's like, box of movies like not even like porn films it was just like regular yeah so that was um i got really romaned up like, like um, <laughs> in one night <laughs> i might have romaned a few times that night <laughs> um so well, let's let, let's run this back uh, to to the the, the Caligula club <laughs> and and the radio. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that do do you think um, it's uh, it's an impediment on the freedom to assemble? Um, I do actually. Um, it's see, this is a weird this is a weird area because I um, I think it is a freedom to assemble. Um, but you're also there's also states' rights. But however, states' rights only apply to anything that isn't covered. Um, so yeah, I, I think it is an impediment on the freedom to assemble. I think this is a weird time. This the pandemic should not be uh, politicized. Um, I think we'd be like I say. I have I have friends in other uh, countries that like. Their entire country, their entire like like we'll take Australia for instance. Their entire continent has less cases every day than Alaska does. Like, and so we're talking a continent of like million, like hundreds of millions of people, and we have less than, you know, um, we have less, less than, a less than a million people here, and I think. Um, I, 
See, as I hate this because a lot of they have a lot of government mandated things, which I'm very against. I think me as a human, I should be able to do whatever I want. And I know we get into a gray area where, like, if I'm sick, can I make you sick? Like, I always hated that at work because every boss I ever had was like, you're sick, come in anyway. And then everyone gets mad that everyone in the office is sick. Um, I think you have the freedom. You have the, I believe, you had the God-given right to, if I want to go to Caligula for Suckfest 2020, um, the whole I should be able to do it. Suckfest. <laughs> um. suck. Ultimate Suckfest. Best of. <laughs> um, we'll have to have a best of Suckfest show. Well, they had... Um, I guess where it gets a little funky is they were doing money exchanges. Um, you could join the swingers room for, you know, I think for $500, you could spend the whole night there. Um, you know, but, but really like it's, they got to pay rent somehow. Like that's the other side of this. Well, and that's, it's, that's entirely a consensual interaction. Like I've decided I get that. I get that it's a COVID world. Um, I'm willing to go to a place to engage with lots of people. I'm willing to spend my money to spend time in a room with other people who are willing to spend their money to spend time in there. Um, and so I think when the government gets into that, it, it's a tough one, but I think when the government gets into the like the, yeah, I mean, you can do what you want, except when we don't want you to. Like that's a very dangerous area. That's the slippery slope. So on the flip side of that public health issue, um, we're seeing that uh, cities all over the uh, the United States are, are having to expand their morgues with um, refrigeration trucks. Oh yeah, we are fucking up this Corona thing. Yeah, so, like. so if we know that Okay, so this this virus doesn't affect everyone the same, all right? We've established the shit over the, out of that since March. Um, not everyone that catches this is going to even know that they caught it. I'm not. I don't want to go down conspiracy rabbit holes because that's not why we're here this morning. Um, we're here this morning because of insomnia. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so um, in, in that case, um, you know, uh, what, what do we, um, what, what is the right path? Uh, because we've seen young people uh, who have things like asthma, maybe they're diabetics, young people have gotten sick and young people have died. Uh, there is a, uh, a rapper out of New York named uh, Fred the Godson who, um, he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't, I'm 40. He was a few years younger than me. Um, you know, he wasn't, you know, he, he I, I don't know if he was diabetic, but he certainly rapped about having asthma. Um, you know, so these things that are lung infections are going to hit people who, um, who have things like asthma, um, who, who may, you know, be diabetic. Um, and, you know, it, it affects everyone different. I don't think that if Fred the Godson hadn't got, and I'm not his doctor, I'm, I'm a doctor, but I'm not that kind of doctor. Um, 
I'm a universal life church kind of doctor. And um, um, Fred the Godson would probably still be alive and still be rapping had, uh, had he not gotten sick. Um, and a lot of people would. Um, well, we've um, the statistically, and I mean, I don't know, I, I, they're probably just running this off the numbers, but they say like one in three people knows someone who's died of COVID. Um, my aunt has died of COVID. Uh, so that's like, so that's like, it makes it real. Um, and you start, uh, but it also makes me dig a little bit deeper into like, as a society, like not to get too deep down the rabbit hole is how do we politicize, like, how is it that we've reached a point where we're politicizing something like this and our economy is so important. We can drop trillions of dollars and just lose it. Like, where did it go? I have no idea. Oops, my bad. Um, yet we can't go, you know what? Why don't we just, uh, why don't we just like sit on this for a bit, take care of each other as a community, as a tribe, and then, uh, you know, give ourselves a second to reevaluate, not get to the point where it's like, you know what? Um, we need to we need to push those hamburgers. We need to push the you know, the the nonsensical items. I mean the and I get it. Like I you know you see how packed Home Depot is right now. Like people are like they're stir crazy. But I feel like when I look at how every other country is doing, and they they shut down and they were just like, okay, this is the time we need to arrive together as a community. Um, they did now. However, they did it with force um <clears throat> which i'm i'm very against but um in america it was weirdly politicized it wasn't like a hey we need to do this thing it became very much like oh wait you're gonna sit in quarantine liberal you know um yeah i i, I don't i don't know i don't know how our nation got so polarized but I think we could have, I, I think we could have wrote it out. Like I really, I mean, we, we are sucking at this compared to the rest of the world. And it's not because we're, we're not even testing more than the rest of the world. We're testing less and having more cases. Are we really, I, see, I'm not 100% on that. I think that that might be a, be cool to have Siri up at four o'clock in the morning. Um, I, I don't. I don't know that. We, I think we're we're doing probably more testing than anyone else. Um, I think we're we. If you live in Australia and you've had you know next to no cases, uh, you're not lining up to get tested. Um, oh, this is true. Yeah. You're lining up to get tested when you're starting to see things like the the Kenai Peninsula having you know back-to-back-to-back to back to back days of like anywhere from like 50 to 80 cases or 90 cases. Um, that's when people start getting tested uh, because you start thinking, okay, maybe I'm coming into contact with somebody, but um, you know, like, I, well, it's I, also the season for us to like, this is when everyone gets sick here anyway. Yeah. So um, all you can really do, right. Is, you know, just try and get out of the house and do the best that you can do and not try to, to freak out. Like that's all there's. Yeah, no, there's uh, honestly, there's a big part of me that's like, you know, 
just treat you know it's uh treat everyone like you know like they are when when you work with the guy that's like comes in and you know he's sick you're gonna hear him sniffling you keep your distance try to wash your hands the <laughs> just wash your hands but you do that but, to um, like you you yeah. end up you end up staying away from everybody because uh they have they they may have this virus that they may not know that they have um you know it's that's it, my my Oh, I was going to say my other take on it is just like, just, just embrace it. Like maybe you're going to die this year. Maybe you're not like, just own that and live your life. Watch the movies you want to watch, eat the foods you want to eat. Or, you know, if you're trying to ride this thing out and kicks this thing's ass, maybe you don't eat the foods that you, you feel you want to eat. Maybe you take this as an opportunity to eat better, uh, eat better. I know generally speaking on a day-to-day basis, I probably eat better than I did six or seven months ago. Um, I'm probably putting less shit into my body. I definitely work out more. Like, which I, like, I don't even know if, I don't even know if that's necessarily related or just the, um, maybe this is the idea. Have less friends, less interaction with people and just like, just exercise. Because at the end of the day, it might be, you might be the last person in the zombie apocalypse. Cardio, 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 first rule. Yeah. Um, no, I think that that's, I think that's important. I think for a lot of people, it was that as well. I think that, I think that if you were in the home gym business, you probably had a killer year. Like 2020 hasn't sucked for everybody. Um, oh, like I said, Home Depot's killing it because everyone's doing renovations right now. Yeah, as, as well they should. Um, you know, like you got nothing better to do. Got to build a little cell for your children. Yeah. Why not? Um, yeah. I mean, you have this opportunity that you're not going to have again to double down on the things that you enjoy doing. Um, on one hand, the podcast has taken a, a very serious turn in the, a, a much more serious, I don't want to say very serious, but much more serious turn in the last year as, as far as uh, frequency of recording, talking. I mean, I took like a, a short kind of week off um, this last week, but it's generally speaking over the last year it's it's been a thing it's been more of a thing than it has in the past i which i do want to say like so the next time you take like a break from your podcast um which i did notice i at least on uh one particular service i did notice your listenership is up and um you're welcome but um (laughs) um uh i think next time though you take like a week off you're not allowed to talk to anybody like you can't like, I don't want you talking to your children or your wife, like, cause, cause it's like, oh, the podcast is so much work. You talk, you talk into a mic, just, just, just going to shit all over all the editing and all the, everything else that goes into it. Yeah. Que sera, sera. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's really like, I don't know, man. Um, it's just an interesting time. 2020 has been an interesting time. And I, I, everything gets defined by memes. Saw one this morning. Uh, this morning, you don't see anyone posting 2021 is going to be my year. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think that, you know, like 2019 ended with a bang. And I think that 2020 people had really high expectations for. It. And for some people, it was a great year. Um, for some people, it wasn't, you know, and that's just kind of the way economies roll. 
Um, if you are creating something that people want, then they will get their stuff from you. Yeah, no, I mean, I, what a time to be Jeff Bezos. Um, yeah. But why, you know, at that point, why bother though? That's what I, yeah. There are a point where I, okay, so a beautiful thing here on the Kenai Peninsula is we have limited, uh, limitless water. Yes. Yeah. So there was a time back in the day where people had to like go to the river or someplace, fill up a pot full of water or a bucket of water, bring it back, boil it on their wood stove um, and to purify it. And then that was like their drinking water and they would do that periodically. And it was probably cool to have a lot of that or to melt a lot of snow. Um, I have basically an unlimited amount of water. Um, I don't sit there and just leave it running all the time because it's just like, because there's more and more and more. I only use what I need. So I, I'm starting, I wonder, I mean, maybe the desire is to be the first trillionaire. Maybe that's like his goal. Like, you know, it's like, I want to be able to do a hundred sit-ups someday. Like his is like, I want $1 trillion. But there, there is a certain point where I, I question some of the intentions of the, of the wealthiest people. Not like, I mean, if that's your thing, if you want to make money, go ahead and make money. Like, but there's a certain point where it's like, you're never going to be able to spend it. Which kind of brings us to the next thing I wanted to talk about. And this is coming from zerohedge.com. Uh, Mississippi cops can now use your ring doorbell camera to live stream your neighborhood. The Jackson, Mississippi Police Department is piloting a 45-day program that allows them to live stream private security cameras, including Amazon ring cameras, at the residence of its citizens. I don't know if I got the link. Did you send the link to that one? Uh, I did send the link to that. The program allows ring owners to patch their camera streams to a real-time crime center, i.e. dispatcher on desk duty, whose new favorite way of passing the time is to watch you bring out your garbage twice a week in a bathroom. Meanwhile, uh, I'm sorry, while the pilot program is supposedly opt-in only, meaning residents have to volunteer to be a part of it, it is an obvious step in the wrong direction of mass privacy invasion without a warrant. The worst part is that if you don't, uh, even if you don't participate and a neighbor's cameras are pointed off center, perhaps towards a portion of your property, that footage can now be reviewed and combed through by law enforcement officials. Which is terrifying. And I, um, and it's actually, I was talking to someone about this. The um, my f my least favorite saying is is the if you're not doing anything wrong, what are you worried about? Hate it. Hate that saying. I hate it. Hearing it. Yes. I hate. Ugh. Ugh. It's not the point. <laughs> yeah. No. It's exactly. It's um, and it which also leads into the uh. You, you'll have to check out Social Dilemma. Um, I'm only part of the way through it. I think it's a, it's a topic we've talked on or we've spoke on several times, but the, you know, there's going to be some kind of thing eventually to with these deals where, oh, well, if you want the software upgrade for your little, you know, 
little camera on your door. All you got to do is give us the right to sell what we see. Um, but yeah, it. Um, that's the that's the thing is it's not just that if you're not doing anything wrong then what do you have to worry about it becomes it escalates to a level to where you say no i don't want to give you this information because i'm trying to protect my rights i'm trying to stand up for what this like the american dream was like the like the real american dream not that like two cars and a house um you know, 1.2 children or whatever it was. Uh, but they're get, we live in a world now where it's like, it's like, hey, let me look at that. I'm like, no. Oh, what have you got to hide? What's wrong? All of a sudden now it's, and now it's a case for suspicion. Just because you're like, nah, stupid little Fourth Amendment. I hate and this is from from an end user perspective, right? You and I can have a conversation about skateboarding on the phone. And then <laughs> everything that pops up in, in whether it's a, a news feed or whether it's a website that I go to, everything is about skateboards. And Tony uh, Hawk, yeah. Or what? Yeah, yeah, fucking Tony Hawk, that guy. Um, by the way, shout out to the re-release of uh, the, the Tony Hawk uh, skateboard game. I like to enter the Spider-Man code. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Which now uh, we're going to be advertised to all day. Oh, all day, all day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this, it, um, I hate being marketed to. But one of the cool things, and this is, uh, and, and I enjoy this about uh, our, our our podcasting, is that um, a you know like we're up front. These are the people that are supporting us. Um, these are the people mm-hmm. that are us to do this for free um but more than that generally speaking when someone is giving you something you you are the product we've discussed that uh that's that's a, a actually it's almost cliched um but the more it's almost like the more you pay the less there is for advertising the less advertising there is for example hulu uh you you pay a little bit more a month and now you don't have uh you don't have the commercials on on the flip side of that um you know, if you pay a little bit more for your HBO, you don't get commercials during the Sopranos, but on, on TNT or whatever they get syndicated on, not only do you not get the good, uh, nasty, dirty parts, but you also get uh, commercial breaks. Now, if you, if you get on, uh, on, a, on the network television, um, the quality of everything just kind of goes down because it's, it's the soft food. It's, uh, it's the boxed mashed potatoes. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's processed. It's the, it's the, like the repurchase debt. Like it's the difference between like friends and on, on, uh, it's the difference between it sucks to say, cause it was a shitty to a shitty show as well, but it's almost the same show friends and sex in the city, right? Sex in the city. You, you, you got some sex, you got some drugs, you got some fucking partying, um, and you got more realistic conversations than you were getting in Friends. In Friends, you had a um, you you had a, a chick that worked at, at the Central Perk, who uh, had a dope apartment in downtown New York. Uh, and and all of their friends, all of their friends had shit jobs and lived nearby, but they had great apartments. 
So the uh, so the saying is, if you're not paying for the product, then you are the product. I um, yeah, the okay. So because we we both worked in radio, um, if it was up to me, you would never would have worked in radio, but fortunately they got rid of me. <laughs> the uh, no, so we both worked in radio. And you remember when they would go on these gigantic marketing rushes where you're really only doing, what is it, like 40 minutes maybe, maybe even only 35 minutes of content in an hour, and you're running, you're running 24, 25 minutes of commercial breaks because they've, they've oversold everything. And it was always about it, – like it doesn't matter because like – Whoever's going to pay to sell you something is um, they're getting on. So what used to kill me about that is I knew like the average commute was maybe 10 or 15 minutes for somebody. And those days where there was like those six minute commercial breaks, I'm like, this poor person is spending his entire, like his last little moment of freedom before he has to go into his shit job or whatever it might be listening to, you know, hey, come here and hey, if if you're down for this product, come to this business store. We're open from this time to this time. Stop by Monday through Saturday, 11 to whatever, you know. Oh, we have everything you need for everything you want. And here's our number, phone number. Once again, that's phone number. Yeah. You know, <laughs> By the way, if you listen to the intro of the podcast, uh, that's that's how Iron Asylum is read. Um, <laughs> but well, and if you skip through like the first five minutes, by now you know this is these are the people who do it. I'm actually um, one of the cool. Looking for I, I'm probably going to put the, the supporter stuff at the end of the podcast. So there you go. If you keep listening to the after the podcast, you'll you'll hear me thank Brandon from Iron Asylum. Um, so he basically Bill's saying he's screwing all of his all of his support and just it's like it's like it's it's the it's 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 the sock you jizzed into and then stuck like in the middle of the laundry basket. <laughs> where else am I supposed to put it? <laughs> I hang them up like trophies. As you should. <laughs> yes. Um, it's, you, it's, it's, it's cold in Alaska. You use it for insulation. Plus you have a, like a natural connection to it. It just, it. Do you name them before or after? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> that took a weird turn. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of weird turns. Um, uh, another story I want to hit on, um, before we, we, <laughs> before we hit on the next thing, um, toilet paper stores, uh, sales are, are soaring again, right? People are, people are starting to stock up on toilet paper again, apparently. I don't know. I got my, I got my stash. Um, but bidet sales are going up. Uh, so see, I thought maybe this whole, I've suspected that this whole, um, virus thing, this whole pandemic was really a conspiracy set forth by the plexiglass and bidet industry. That makes sense. I mean, I, 
Yeah, I, I thought toilet paper might have been in there. See, I'm one of those. I'm one of those other people. Like where everyone's stocking up on toilet paper, I'm stocking up on ammunition because you can throw your toilet paper at me, which would be great because I don't have to use my ammunition to take it from you. But you know, see, because I've I've read I've read enough zombie apocalypse films that I know like like I got to go gun down my neighbors. Well. Front of their own children to grab a roll, Charmin. <laughs> Not me. I got a bidet. I got a bidet. I'm good. I'm see, good. and that's see, and that's like, and that's really as a society, that's the direction we should go. We should be like, you know what? Let's innovate. Let's accept these new changes. Let's shoot water up our ass instead of like, like because toilet paper's never really worked anyway. Yeah, you got dingleberries, you got all that shit. Fuck that. No, yeah. you, just get, you, you just, it just get stuck to your shoe. You've never seen someone with a like bidet stuck to their shoe. No, no. And the, and that person with the toilet paper stuck to their shoe, they're gonna get made fun of, right? That's why they're, they're like, oh, they got, it's they, gonna they be just a meme. Taking his shit. <laughs> they just got done taking a shit. <laughs> so so took a shit. Um, but. Yeah, that's then that's where we're at, man. Um, well, and I, the I bidet also bidet. doubles as a water fountain. Yeah, a, a weird yeah. one. I mean, it's it's cool, whatever. But uh, the water comes out of the ground here at like thirty-two degrees or thirty-four degrees. So, like, so you you drop your morning glory, right? And you blast yourself on in, in the 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 bee hole. My gosh, it's gonna wake you up better than coffee. Yeah, well, and uh, and that's probably how you're going to lose your virginity i mean it's yeah maybe i don't know <laughs> it's <laughs> i hope not um, um yeah no i yeah i mean really yeah. have i don't know have you have you really lived until you've had like ice cold water shot up your shot up the, the, the the caboose <laughs> yeah uh, I don't think so. I don't, you know what? I, I've had, I, I've had an enema or two in my life. Um, you know, this is, this is way better. Um, one of, one of those things that like, I, you know, I, I started doing, um, more frequently during the pandemic was, uh, once I get done with my shower, then I take like a, a short cold shower. Um, and that again, better than coffee wakes you, wakes you right up. Um, do you do you get uh, do you have a lot of the like are people s suspicious about how often you're going to the bathroom now like when you're in there's an hour I'm, I'm sure they hear the moaning and look at memes yeah <laughs> it's on the phone that's it that's it send him a text send send yeah. your guy a text he's been in there for an hour see if he's, see if he's still alive <laughs> or if he died on the on the can. Um, did he go out like Elvis or did he go out like, <laughs> like Elvis Costello but, um. so um, my and this is just something that I've heard I, I have I don't know but apparently uh, when you're having a massive heart attack it it feels like you've got to take a shit and so like dying on the toilet is far more common than you'd think so maybe Elvis was having a heart attack. Well, maybe he had a heart attack while he was taking a shit. I don't know. 
Um, Dennis Leary had a pretty decent joke that he probably stole from Bill Hicks um, about uh, <laughs> which would be all of them flushing uh, flushing the Elvis turd. It's a ding dang do. Um, <laughs> probably made some money. Would have made so that was Elvis's last shit. <laughs> oh, that is. Right. We should do an episode sometime on comedians that have ripped off other comedians. Um, it would probably have to be a series. Yeah, yeah, because you'd have to you'd have to really break it down. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, streaming service and chills. Ninja November was by. Arguably a failure. Uh, started strong, ended yeah, ended not strong. I would, you know what? I would. I, I think in the year 2020, you can just completely just go propaganda on this. Like it's like, oh, we crushed it. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, it was the liberals that ruined Ninja November. Man, count, was count the videos. Count the videos. Yeah. Stop counting the videos. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's it's them far writers over there, uh, just just making it hard for me to, to 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 watch ninja movies when we're all stuck at the house. <laughs> it's, uh, like, it's not like we we well we didn't have time. It wasn't like we had plenty of time available. <sighs> we were insomniacs. We could have stayed up and watched movies. I know. I do think there. I do think there's a point because there's because we can screen share somehow. I do think at some point, like all three of us have to have to do something. I don't know. I thought um, so. You can do and and listeners check this out. This is a a feature on your laptop. If you're watching a movie, uh, like Netflix has a has a, like a Chrome plugin. Uh, and Amazon Prime also allow you to do watch parties. So we could, you know, we could put the link up on Instagram for what the watch party is. Uh, Jake put it on Facebook, um, you know, and, and he actually put it on the website and we could have people watch the movie, uh, watch movies with us and talk shit and podcast afterwards. And I think we, we should do that. Um, I mean, why wouldn't we? For $5.99. Um, Everyone got to send us a check. Or like a toe. Maybe a pinky. Yeah, why not? Why not? Send us a send us an appendage. Not not like an actual person's appendage, but like if you if you've got uh you know like go to a go to a thrift shop, cut the hand off of a doll, uh, you know, don't don't like chop the hand off of the doll and then like walk out with the doll's hand, like buy the doll from the thrift shop. Uh, chop off its hand if you send us a doll hand you're in you're in you show dedication um and that's where we're at um (laughs) everybody everybody else is posting like their sponsors down below and for us it's like it's it's gonna be the doll hound guy yeah um so yeah we can we can do that we can make it happen um now, just released uh, yesterday slash today, sometime in the last few hours, days maybe, uh, Fat Man starring Mel Gibson uh, as Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to try and watch that this evening and uh, give it a walk. I'll see if I can get through that. Um, that's... I have so many jokes that are inappropriate right now, but 
Hey, <laughs> so you know, it's, it's Mel Gibson and a Christmas movie. Like, you can make all the dirty, nasty, mean Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson's not a guy that, like, you could say terrible shit about and people are going to defend him. Like, the, the, the crazy thing is, like, when people say bad stuff about Tom Hanks, uh, people defend Tom Hanks. Like, like A, they know him uh, because Toy Story or this movie or this movie had such a dramatic impact mm-hmm. on him. Mel Gibson, nobody's defending him. You could say the worst shit you want about Mel Gibson and uh, Mel Gibson, you know, he's like, I still own the rights to Passion of Christ and made a hundred gazillion dollars. Don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> so, I always see it's like where I where I get it, it's like I want to like I want to say something, but I'm like I don't know if I'm going to offend a race of people, an ethnicity, a religious view, or like, come on, it was, it was, it was Mad Max. Yeah. I mean, he was mad. He was Mad Max. Um, I'm just, I'm happy Bill Cosby was Mad Max. And and why have we still not gotten a second Mad Max with Tom Hardy yet? I'm just happy Bill Cosby was never Mad Max. That would be... (laughs) Man, if if Bill Cosby... uh, I'm talking about, like, well, downloadable content, right? Um, And and really, you know, like if, if we pretended that Bill Cosby wasn't in jail for what Bill Cosby is in jail for, um, and, and we just treated Bill Cosby as downloadable content, um, I would pay to watch uh, Bill Cosby as, uh, as Mad Max. Like that's going to be like, that's really going to be the thing. Like, oh, you know, I put Bill Cosby and Bing Crosby in uh in mad max uh beyond thunderdome i i put him i put bing crosby as the um as the uh um uh, what's uh the the tina turner character and i put bill cosby as mad max but now you got to go back and you got to do all the backstories and then throw him in uh fury road why not um so my I've I've sort of done this in my like in my brain because I we may have talked about this on on the show because uh, Bill Cosby came to Palmer and performed at the Alaska State Fair and I almost made a pilgrimage to go and meet Mr. Bill Cosby because he was an inspiration growing up. Um, turns out I live in a world I, I live in a world where Bill Cosby's a piece of shit and he's a rapist. So your whole world gets flipped. So in my mind, I have replaced every Bill Cosby role with Mr. T. And it's a better world. Man, he loved his mom. Yeah. Mr. Mr. T took care of people. Like, there aren't a lot of people, I don't think there's a lot, unless he spiked you like during his time as a security guard, like I don't think there are a lot of people that have bad things to say about Mr. T. He was B.A. Barancas. I had a, dude, I had a Mr. T. Um, uh, Clubber Lang. Uh, friggin' uh, Piggy Bank. Mr. T had a cereal. You still have it? No, yeah. no. My parents, uh, my parents broke it open when I was probably four, five, maybe. It's one of my... I don't know what happened to the money. I, I know that the Mr. T's head was really heavy by the time uh, they took it away. But yeah, we had a Mr. T. Uh, I did, and then they took the money. I said, "I want my ten bucks, Dad." I That's pity the saying. fool that takes my ten bucks. <laughs> it's heavy. The, no, I still, 
I still wear 80 pounds of gold jewelry just in honor of. <laughs> Slick Rick, one of the, the greatest storyteller rappers of all time, also well known for his jewelry. Would, he, would Slick Rick have been Slick Rick without Mr. T? That's a good question. One of my favorite Mr. T things. I, first, I'm going to say no. I, I'm just going to commit to that answer. No, Slick Rick's not Slick Rick without Mr. T. Um, but one of my favorite things about Mr. T, bodyguard for Muhammad Ali, probably the baddest man on the planet. And your job is protecting the baddest man on the planet. Like when Muhammad Ali hires you to take care of him. Okay. What did James Brown say? I don't know karate, but I know crazy. Mr. T uh, had not just the mohawk on top. He had like the beard connected. Like he looked like, yeah. a, he looked like a, like a, like a wild dude. So yeah, you know, Mike Tyson and, and or not Mike Tyson, um, Muhammad Ali, who I'm sure also probably had Nation of Islam security as well, said, oh, the guys in suits are great, but that dude looks nuts. But he looks, <laughs> but he's my crazy big guy. Like, yeah. So, so that's, that's always a part of it. Um, you know, like, otherwise, you know, like, uh, little tiny, you know, like, Mar uh, mixed martial artists would be doing security for like the biggest superstars. Part of the, the reason they hire the security guards they do is the intimidation factor. Um, you know, oh yeah, you can, you, you're a dude that, you, that moves like, uh, like rain and ninja assassin, um, but you're only five, five. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like, I, I don't care that you can, you know, you can shoot guns with your feet. Uh, you know, and that you've got like chimpanzee strength, no Suri Bob, um, you're not six eight. And so you, you hire the guys that are that are, you know, like giants. Uh and I and I don't know how tall he is, but I know Ken Shamrock was doing security for 50 cent. Like if like how um I mean if, if you're hiring Ken Shamrock to do your security, like is that a stunt move? Like are you just like trying to flex? Is that like having a the biggest chain on the planet? You know, I, I think in that particular case, it kind of is because um, like Mr. T working for um, which what is his name? Like Terrence or Terry or something? I don't know. No, Terry's Hulk Hogan's name. Yes. Um, so, uh, no, Mr. T. Oh, which is not WrestleMania one or two. There was like a Rowdy Piper and Mr. T combo or something. Um Anyway, I'll have to look that up. That's uh but yeah, Mr. T in that era, I don't think I don't think he was even known for anything. Like, so he was just, yeah, he was just like the crazy dude. It wasn't like whereas I can see 50 cents like, oh hey, I got Ken Shamrock with me. You know, everyone knows he's awesome. Uh Mr. T was just like the crazy badass. Let me point out that this was prior to, uh, I, I believe it was prior to uh, Ken Shamrock's knockout loss to Hoist Gracie, who, by the way, hadn't had a knockout previous to that fight. I, if I recall correctly, he was claiming it was a groin shot and he couldn't go on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, which, which I'm sure ruins it. Like, I, if you're... 
just kick him in the nuts. Yeah, it's Ken Shamrock. Just kick. He's really sensitive. Apparently, you know, like Hoist Gracie, co- just just cocked him in the balls, and and he couldn't go on. So that's all you got to do. Fifty's not yeah, that safe. If you want, if you want, if you want to throw fifty cent in the back of a black van, just kick yeah. Frank Shamrock in the nuts right now, like or, or Ken. Uh, right now, like some some one of our listeners is going to start looking for Ken. It's going to like walk up to him and kick him in the nuts. All right, where's fifty? No, after that, after you get knocked out by Hoist Gracie, I don't know that you necessarily, you know, can do security. However, like if you go back to UFC one, uh, the the uh, I forget his name, the Frenchman who did Savat, the kickboxer, who yes. went through the UFC or went through UFC one with uh, what's his name's tooth stuck in his foot, yeah. um, which we've all had to do. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's Tuesday. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, that guy went on to have a very successful security uh, doing doing private security um, because a he didn't get knocked out by Hoyas Gracie because nobody knew jujitsu um, <laughs> um, and, and I'm sure he learned good enough jujitsu to kick you in the face um, you know <laughs> enough anti jujitsu like he's that dude's not getting like armbarred on the reg um, but yeah it, I mean. Mr. T was a giant dude. I know he did, uh, I guess he was a bodyguard for uh, Michael Jackson as well. Like you, you've, you're doing it because you're, you're a giant scary uh, dude. Michael Clark Duncan was, um, was a security guard. Um, name I haven't heard for a while. Yeah. Rest in power to Michael Clark Duncan. If I'm not mistaken, the story goes, um, he was supposed to be doing security for Biggie Smalls the night that Biggie was murdered. Um, but he had, if, I, if I'm if i not mistaken in the story, um, he they switched at the last minute because he kind of wanted to go home early and his buddy was doing security for like Babyface. Uh, the, um, now if you're, you know, if you didn't do it on purpose for or for any sort of... Um, you know, if it was legit, like, ah, I just feel like having the night off type thing, and there's nothing uh, malevolent behind it, that's got to weigh on you heavily. Especially, okay, so especially if you were, um, you, you put you put Biggie in the front seat, you let Biggie ride shotgun, um, especially six months after uh, Tupac had been shot, riding shotgun um you know like my biggie um you know you would put your you'd put your your um your guy in the middle seat you would keep them away from the window you would especially under all of those circumstances um that wasn't what they did and if you are michael clark duncan and you you were doing security for a while and you know in your or, or you think in your heart you know what i i probably would have put him in the middle i wouldn't have let yeah. him ride shotgun that that would have to weigh on you that that i know what every oof. yeah i know what every dream you're having for the rest of your life is you can't go to the club now because they're inevitably going to play hypnotize Hmm. Ah, oof. Um, I mean, that's 
that's rough. That that's that's a rough thing to deal with. Um, you know, especially if you're talking about someone who had a family, who had kids, who had life going for them, and um, you decided you wanted to hang out with, uh, you want to go home early and uh, uh, and and hang out with a with a pretty R and B like a like a, I say pretty, Babyface is a beautiful man. All right, he's a good looking dude but he's going to his hotel to go to sleep and you want to go home and cause you just, you know what? I, I don't want to hang out in the party scene. Man, that sucks. I wonder, do you think we could track down a bodyguard? That would be one incredible interview. Cause honestly, like, I don't know. Like I, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I think, I, I think the mentality, like, what does it take to become a bodyguard to basically say like, all right, this dude's going to pay me. I'm going to try to keep him safe. And really, when we get down to it, are you going to take that bullet for them? So in the case of, say, this is a, a perfect question, uh, Takashi69. Actually, you know, I think I know a guy. I think I know a guy. Um, he's a follower on Instagram. I'll, I'll reach out to him. Um, but you have someone like say Takashi 69, who is, um, not a very popular guy amongst the members of gangs, uh, because he turned, uh, turned informant or state's evidence, however you want to describe it. He, um, Tell me daddy's talked about, play. he talked about the coming, uh, the, the comings and goings of, of guys who are doing illegal stuff mm-hmm. and, He's got to travel for the rest of his life with security. Like you see, you can see the photos of him walking around Los Angeles surrounded by giants. Yeah. So are those dudes? I mean, those are big dudes. Those are those are big guys, and I'm sure uh, you're not going to have a, a you know too many random stragglers try to get into a fist fight with you. However we're living in a time of heavy artillery. So mm-hmm. are those dudes- And organizations. Yeah. Um, are these, are, are any of those men gonna, gonna be willing to, to, to jump on top of you uh, when, when, when someone's firing off, uh, you know, uh, an AK-47? I, I, I don't know. I know they're paid professionals and I'm sure a few of them, uh, more than a few of them are, are licensed to carry firearms themselves. I don't doubt that these dudes are, are, are bad motherfuckers. However, that being said, um, are you going to take a bullet for Takashi 69? Are you going to take a bullet for, uh, this particular, uh, celebrity? Are you going to take a bullet for Jennifer Lopez? I don't know. I don't want to find out, but the very real point of, uh, of the conversation is, are you willing to to go and, and take those, uh, those steps. Now, I, I don't doubt that they're willing to fire off a round or two for the guy. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't know, especially now you're a security guard and now you have to also consider your family. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is, and I think this is an interesting conversation because I can see like, if you're a part of the secret service, you're like protecting the president or jumping on the president, um, you've all, like, you have America to believe in. You have something bigger and greater than you. Yeah. Like you're, you're committed to die for your country. 
are you committed to really die like you say for like you know some little rich bitch celebrity just because they pay you like seventy thousand dollars a year are you gonna catch a cap for Lindsay lohan yeah i mean i'm not saying yeah that i would i mean i don't know maybe like what year Lindsay lohan no um (laughs) no (laughs) um, that's the question but but this is also this is also like you know they're men of great conviction and like this is your you know your financial obligation like you've you said this is what i'm willing to do for you um but yeah i don't i don't see a scenario like i i it's that it's that jump in front of the bullet thing they which which is impossible no one's ever literally leaped like in between the shot and the bullet um you like when you make that jump in front of the person like you're hoping that's when they fire <laughs> it's just don't shoot my dick <laughs> the heart the head whatever don't shoot the dick that's <laughs> why you wear a cup shoot the dick if it's <laughs> i got a kevlar dick <laughs> oh my gosh um (laughs) go kick them all in the dick see if that works um it's like only shoot the dick if it's ken shamrock (laughs) but don't shoot ken shamrock's dick (laughs) stay away from ken shamrock's dick that's the title don't even look at it too hard (laughs) you know actually so I got married in the same place Ken Shamrock got married. So. Yeah, they're like cousins. Prob- <laughs> Just makes my dick weaker. <laughs> no. Yeah. I- so here's a question. Should, do I edit out uh, uh, asking people to not shoot Ken Shamrock in the dick? I don't know. <laughs> Well, no, I think it's, I think, I think it's good to like make this a retroactive disclaimer that like we under no circumstances are we <laughs> promoting anyone to go out and start firing BBs in the dick. Don't shoot anyone in the dick. Don't, don't, don't hit a slingshot in the dick. Like stay, don't touch other people's private parts unless you've been invited to. Yeah. Or you're a doctor. Or you're but a like doctor. not, but like a real doctor not like the behind the dumpster of safeway doctor yeah (laughs) Yeah, if if your doctors if your doctors hanging out behind the the behind a grocery store uh, don't go to that doctor go to an actual doctor one that's throwing it's like it's like i'll check out here in a minute first i gotta load these bananas on the truck but (laughs) um gosh no i think i think it would be interesting though to like to really to to delve down into the psyche if if of um ah, i wonder if you'd get an honest answer but to to talk to a bodyguard and find out i can't imagine there's any bodyguards be like no totally hire me but fuck no i'm not taking a bullet for that bitch like um but i'd take a bullet for you so I got a guy, I'll reach out to him. Hopefully he'll come onto the podcast and, yeah. and, and we'll pose that question. Ladies, gents, others, there we go. 
stay away from other people's private parts and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out uh, and hopefully hopefully it'll happen this sounds good all right and this is what happens when Siri isn't around yeah <laughs> this is what happens all right man uh, thank you so much for your time thank you so much for your energy um, and uh, yeah let's wrap this mother this this mother lover up actually do we want to wrap this mother lover up because if it's just the two of us we don't get cut off after 40 minutes really yeah so check it out um interesting uh worth noting i thought it was yesterday apparently it is uh today is the anniversary of the breaking of the iran contra scandal yes um which is uh, talking about um a lot of rabbit holes to go down because this includes um the, the drug trade in Los Angeles it includes drug trade in, on the East Coast. Um, this includes the crack epidemic. This includes arms for hostages after um, uh, President Reagan said that we would never trade arms for hostages. Um, this has to do with uh, a lot of guys who are involved in the Bay of Pigs invasion. This has to, uh, this involves um, the death of, uh, of, of, uh, Kiki Camarino, who was a, um, a DEA agent in Mexico that kind of started off, that really started our involvement in, um, in what's going on in Mexico, um, at least, uh, well, it played a part in it. Um, I mean, but it's, there's a whole lot of shit that's wrapped up into the Iran-Contra where it's not just arms for hostages. You haven't even mentioned Ali North. Oh, um, there's there's a there's a lot of names there's a lot of names that need uh, that that need to be mentioned but a lot of the a lot of the guys that were involved in the iran contra were guys uh some of those names were names that also popped up um in in bay of pigs you know so like this these are it's like getting the band back together it's um oh yeah there should there should actually there should be like an iran contra like reunion like I imagine they're play, probably playing Duran Duran. Um, the mirror ball's going. It's like yeah. some DJ that's like, <laughs> it's like, hey everybody, just let's get out those guns. Let's get out those guns and sell them. <laughs> well, we'll trade them. Hey, let's plead our Fifth Amendment, guys. Come on, who wants to plead the fifth? Here's hungry like the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a weird, it's a weird, it's a, it's a fucking weird thing like that that involved so many people and we were never supposed to find out about it. Well, and I, what I, what has always struggled me about this. Um, okay, so Oliver North is he is he a guy just doing his job, or is he a scumbag, or is he a scumbag for doing his job? Like, wh like where do we where do we put him? Um, I don't know enough or about Oliver North to, to comment specifically um, uh, to, to him. I, I can tell you that I, I firmly believe that that Reagan knew what was going on. Um, and, and the he's way my that, favorite traitor president. The way that we uh, wait, what would you call him the traitor president? He's my favorite traitor president. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, you use the term traitor president. Let me know. I'm not, by the way, not ever going to defend Reagan. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um why do you call him that? 
Oh, um, because what occurred, I I consider a war crime. Um, ultimately, he armed the enemy um, and lied to the nation. So, well, he allowed um, for cocaine to flood the streets in uh, in the nineteen eighties. Like that's the reason the reason gangster rap exists is because of Ronald Reagan. Like, let's be. Well, he, do you have his album? Uh, <laughs> Rapping Ronnie. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, he uh, his influence uh, in the United States was such that um, we were bringing in, and and we had guys uh, like Barry Seal who were flying tons of cocaine into the United States on, on the East Coast. Uh, into um, into Mena, Arkansas. So if, if you're at home or, or at work, you should look into Mena, Arkansas. And then, or if you're uh, in Mena, Arkansas, or looking look into the newspaper, um, <laughs> look downtown. Like they still like they apparently they still have some of uh, that that Barry Seal influence uh, in that town. But Barry Seal was a guy um, who was involved in some very very shady stuff for our government uh, that, that went back many, many years into to many, many questionable things. That being said, um, you know, it was also part of the cover, in my opinion, um, with movies like, like Scarface, where they show the, the cocaine coming into Miami. Uh, they, they call it, they show it coming into Florida. And then that's where it, you know, and, and then you have this, uh, this Cuban dude who's an evil drug dealer. Meanwhile, the actual like major drug importer is a white dude flying it into Arkansas, uh, where Bill Clinton is the attorney general um, before he's governor. Well, they, um, then you know everything's on the up and up. On the up and up, totally. Um, and then you have, uh, and I, I, you know, I, I, I butcher it up a little bit on the West Coast, but you have. Um, you have guys like Rick Ross, uh, not the rapper, um, who were making millions and millions of dollars off of uh, cocaine that was being imported um, by the by the United States government under under their surveillance. It was allowed to come in, um, and so you have uh, you know shows like Snowfall um, uh, about that. You know, you're you're seeing. Uh, American lives and you see people put in jail for very long periods of time and, and by 94 you have the Biden crime bill um, you know locking people away for very long periods of time based on drugs that the United States were bringing in now I've heard stories um, from folks that you know that were in Los Angeles at the time and, and not personally like there's just been interviews but they've talked about folks finding like buckets and barrels full of guns um, by, by train tracks. You know, like people just dropping off barrels of guns, uh, high powered weapons. They, you know, like, and, and so now- I'm never that lucky. No. Coolest no. thing, I, yeah, the coolest thing I've ever found was I found one of those rocks where the inside of it had crystals. Like that's- Yeah, I, I didn't even have that any of that and these guys got got weapons and uh, you know mac 10s and, and fucking shotguns and, and whatever high-powered weapons they they got um but it's just it's 
it's a different time, a different place from uh, Operation Fast and the Furious. I don't know if you're familiar with Operation Fast and the Furious, um, but it had to do with- I saw all seven. <laughs> well, this is, this is a different Fast and Furious, <laughs> sir. This had to do with um, bringing uh, weapons into Mexico and um, uh, the Justice Department playing a part in that. That was part of, if you Google Eric Holder, uh, Operation Fast and Furious. You're going to get a lot of interesting, uh, interesting stories. But one of the things I have, I have an Eric Holder jersey. So, like, if we're gonna, we, we're not, we're not going to continue this conversation if we're going to badmouth Eric Holder, sir. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> you should get an Eric Holder T-shirt. Uh, no, like number seven, Eric Holder. <laughs> Well, it, it would be, uh, it would have to be like uh, nine, it would be, or, yeah. or 45 or something. Um, but when they arrested it, when they arrested El Chapo, like they found some of those Fast and the Furious weapons there. Um, like those guns have been circulating and we have, um, we have our agents. Um, I don't know if he was DEA, who was, we had a, we had one of our agents. Uh, I'm an agency. From an eight, from one of our three-letter agencies, get killed with um, alphabet with one or of alphabet guns. soup. Uh, mm. with, with with, but we've had like we've had Americans die, and and I'm sure lots of Mexicans have died because of weapons that that we dropped off. Okay, and uh, this is I this is something I go back and forth between. Did we did we retrieve the seven hostages? I honestly don't know that. Like I. I, I don't know the story well enough to know if like the seven hostages actually returned, but I know um, a lot more of us have been killed by our own weapons over that ordeal. And I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there. I wasn't in the situation. Um, do I, th I would have come up with something different. And I think this is why we have a Congress and we have a, like, <sighs> Like, I don't want to get all like American pride on it. Um, the, you, like, you got our people, and I get there, there's so many, there's so many other angles to this. So it's, so it's multifaceted. But I'd rather, like, I'm not going to give you more weapons to retrieve my hostages, like, to, to bring my people back. I'm going to give you if if we are the giant superpower of the entire world, I'm going to give you the ultimatum. Um, so I don't. It's it's such a. Um, I I mean I need to get I need to refamiliarize myself with it. But it's like you can tell this entire time there's something more going on here. There, well, absolutely. Uh, again, you know, you, uh, you got a tragedy. You got a you got something terrible going on. You got to figure out a way to profit off of it. And yeah, and these were crazy amounts of cash that that are absolutely unaccounted for, and will and and the whole point is for them to kind of remain unaccounted for. Well, like, and it was a great opportunity for us to get rid of the black people. Lot, yeah, that's that's and really that's what it came down to is is um, Ronald Reagan was a a big part of it. I think Ronald Reagan was a racist. Um, Re Ronald Not Reagan. Openly, Ronald Reagan didn't care about gun control until it came to the Black Panthers. Who's your favorite racist president? Don't say Garfield. 
because I love the comic. Um, so I can only speak to my time on this planet, right? Like I, yeah. I look at other presidents and say, oh, this, and, and when you say racist, do you mean like overtly? Do you mean like covertly? Do you mean like uh, they're by, by their policies, um, by how they Ooh. operate or by evidence of, of what they do? Because I think then, then you got to go with Reagan. Um, I, um, I, by the way, I dislike when you challenge my question with a question that I can't answer. <laughs> um, I mean, if you look at their policy, if you look at policies, the things they did in their career, throughout their career, Ronald Reagan, 100%. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think, yeah, got to go with Reagan. The more I think about it, Reagan. Here's a, okay, so here's a deep question, and I, I often think about this. Um, do you equate slavery to racism? Like we've had presidents, I know this is, and you can edit this portion out. This is like, this is just uh, a really philosophical question because we've had presidents that have owned slaves. It was the norm at the time. I don't necessarily know if they own those slaves for racist reasons or just because it was like you could own people. Um, and it was, um, to me, like, okay, that's, it's a horrible existence in America and a horrible time in America. But that to me seems worse than, or not worse, not as bad as what Reagan did. Like to specifically target communities of free people. Because in those times, we look at Jefferson and Washington, they owned slaves, and they were they horrible to him or whatnot, but it was the norm. But when Reagan did what he did, he went after free people. He went after Americans. Reagan. Still, still going Reagan? Yeah. I mean, like he didn't own anybody. <laughs> you make it, you you make a really, really good point. Um, in that. This was this was the norm of the time. Um, not justifiable by any means. No, no, no not by, by any means. Um, yeah, I, you have to say Reagan. Nobody else's policies, um, advertently or inadvertently, had a worse effect on on anybody than Reagan's policies had on minorities. You can dislike any president all you want. Any, any, any one of them, all you like, for whatever reason. You have Except every- Garfield. Garfield's off limits. Garfield's off limits. Okay, Garfield's off limits. <laughs> yeah. Um, but with a guy like Reagan, you look at the, you, you look at the totality of his career. You look at how he interacted and what his response was um, policy-wise to the Black Panthers. All right, his response to them as governor. And then you look at, you look at Iran-Contra, but then you look at the stuff that happened under his watch with the cocaine. 
Um, okay. And, and I, think, I think he had a little bit more watch on it then. Well, he's his, um, all this stuff was going on uh, with, with the CIA. Former director of the CIA was George Bush. So, so you know, you have to know. You, you think that, that, that the folks at George's old agency um, are, are going to um, say, you know, boo to him? Like, those are all dudes that worked for him, that came up with oh, him. No, he- you know, it's like you know, it's like seven thirty at night. He's got the phone tethered to the wall, like we used to in the eighties and the nineties, like um, and it's just like when like oh, okay, well, well, I gotta, yeah, no, I should head back to dinner, but like, no, oh, oh, thanks for all the cocaine updates. Like, no office, yeah, no, I miss it. I totally miss it. It was fun hanging out with you guys. Um, could we do some crack, like? You know that was you know that was going down like it, it was. So um, it's it, yeah uh, maybe um, corruption or incompetence. I mean, he was just an actor. <sighs> corruption, incompetence. Uh, I, I'm sure. I, I'm I'm sure there was probably some photos of him doing some stuff with some people, uh, you know. Like I'm sure that you come from that environment, right? You come from you start off in in the Hollywood uh, circles, and then you move on to the the power structure of governor. There's you know there's a live boy or a dead girl somewhere. And now, if you're asking me if I think the same thing about Arnold Schwarzenegger, probably yeah, wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. Here. I mean, it is what it is. Like those are those are powerful circles to be in, man. Um, California, for a while, has has been a very large, booming economy. It's it's one of the reasons uh, it's fucked up. That that's one of those um, uh, industries that's allowed to continue unabetted during COVID in California. Uh, you know, Gavin Newsom said, you know, we don't want people getting together for Thanksgiving. But if you're working on a movie, go to work. You know, uh, that's, the, uh, that's the interesting thing. And that's also why I think Social Dilemma is something we should look over. Um, the, it is really interesting. Like you, um, It's like we have, we have sped up the process of these industries that we figured were going to ultimately kind of be the forefront of everything anyway. Like there's always been the like, at what point does Amazon sell you everything? Does Walmart sell you everything? What point is the mom and pop shop just completely destroyed? Um, and at what point do we stop going to theaters? At what point do we stop like, stop renting movies? Um, is all become streaming services and chill. Um, and I guess this is it. Like, I don't know. I don't know if all of this was maybe more of an efficient way to do it or if we're all given this narrative in order. Because, I mean, when you're, when you're sitting on the edge of a trillion dollars, there's probably a lot of influence you can have around the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um... I only have half a trillion, and I know how much influence I have. 
yeah it's you're secretly running shit um i mean the illuminati's uh formal name is jake yeah well no like no it's cool like i like i get to show up in there and like in just a hoodie with like a stocking i don't even comb my hair when i have one of our meetings and they're all like in weird like robes and stuff um trying to pick up this guy's name um he is the he's actually the um the uh, i'll think of it later you know he was the uh allegedly he was involved in the 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 murder of kiki camarina uh the DEA agent that was murdered in mexico but he was a he was a, a george bush guy he was he was his buddy from the agency But yeah, he was also connected to like the Mac V SOG and some really badass stuff. So yeah, that's where we're at. He's, he's gonna be yeah, he's gonna be on tomorrow. If we're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So I gotta wrap this up. I got I got people that are gonna start waking up soon. I got shit to do. I know I got shit to do as well. This is I'm, you know, it's the interesting thing about this COVID world is, so I'm at home most of the day with shit to do, not getting shit done. Like it's almost, I can almost get more done when I'm busy. Well, cause you're pressed, to, you're, you're pressed to do it, right? Yeah. You, you either hustle or you don't, you either do it on your own time or you don't do it. Yeah. Like I said, I just, it's, I'm so close to finishing the internet. Like, I'm just like, I've got like, a, I've got like, I think three or four more websites to go through and then like, I don't be done and I have it all. <laughs> Before we go, just a question to leave yourself with. If the domain Amazon.com had been taken, what would Amazon be? Amazon doesn't even make sense, honestly. Um and so I, the, the real question is, what was the original name of their company that they didn't choose because that domain was already taken? <laughs> Netflix. Used, used bookstore.com. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Can you imagine a world where we're like, we're like, get my TV bookstore.com. <laughs> Well, I go to. <laughs> I have used bookstore.com prime. <laughs> yeah, watch all the movies on what? All of them. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, every so one, every once in a while I rent one. But yeah. <laughs> all right. So you want to get together and do social dilemma maybe later today? Yeah, that'd be cool. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna get some social dilemma it's, time. All right. It's terrifying. But, but it's also, it's also reaffirming because these are like, these are the people that worked there and they were hired in like, you know, chief marketing or, you know, engineering roles and whatnot. They like, and, you know, and you know, it's real because it's from Netflix. Who would never lie to us. Never. Never misinform us. That's why we, that's why I never played the net, the Netflix game. What is Netflix not sharing? 
<laughs> what part of that story aren't they telling us? Yeah. All right. So for more uh, for more information, folks, links will be down at the bottom, um, and I will have more links to the the Kiki Camarina. Um, Iran Contra stuff, and you can comb through that information and let us know what you think. All right, Jake. Also, classy, real quick, yeah. I was going to say, um, yeah, I wanted to just touch base on that. Um, invite a potential movie watch party. All right, with um, listeners, be hilarious. Yeah, join us. What do you want to watch? Yeah. I don't know. Leave a comment down below. All right. Yeah. If you have a movie you want to watch, drop a comment below and join us in the Netflix party or the or the Prime party or or in our Caligula orgy. Yeah. Yeah. Going to New York. Going to fuck everything. <laughs> All right, man. I will talk to you soon, my friend. Have a great day. All right. You as well. Talk to you later. As always, this podcast would not be possible without the support of Iron Asylum, located at 35165 KB Drive. Behind Save You More, you can find them on Instagram and Facebook. The gym is open 24 hours a day, so there you go. If you like getting an early morning workout, that is a place you can go and you can get a very early morning workout. For more information, call 907-953-4720. That number again, 907-953-4720 for more information. They've also got the PFD special. PFD special going on right now. So that is $500 for the whole year. Again, that number 907-953-4720 for more information. Find out how that's going to be going down. Also, Mark Tyler and the fine folks over at Red Run Cannabis Company, located on the Kenai Spur Highway. They're the growers of fine cannabis, the brewmeisters of Hashade, Blueberry Hashade, and now Strawberry Hashade. They make can of caps, honey sticks, and peanut butter, which they purchase farm direct. They also carry flour and concentrates, including decarb oil and pretty much everyone's favorite cartridges. Now, because Red Run has their own manufacturing facility, nobody can beat their prices. They also stock edibles from Lady Grey and Creative Confections. They stock Alaskan-made Frontier CBD, so be sure to ask your bud tender for suggestions and check out their website, Red Run Cannabis Company, to find out what they are all about. That website is actually redruncannabiscompany.com. So for more information as well as their product selection, check out Weed Maps for their current menu. By the way, Hashade and all other Red Run products are available at finer dispensaries in the great state of Alaska. So be sure to uh, to ask your bud tender about some Red Run products. The peanut butter is delicious. It tastes, well, it's peanut butter, so it tastes like peanut butter. There you go, it's, it's delicious. Also, 10th Planet Soldatna, located in the All-American Training Center. Classes start at 7 p.m. Kids' classes run concurrent to adults, and those run till about 8.15 or 8.30. Adult classes are taught by 10th Planet Black Belt Curtis Hembroff, and the kids' classes are taught by 10th Planet Purple Belt Priscilla Hembroff. All right, folks, have a great day. And again, get out there, kick today's ass. Don't let it kick yours, and have fun while you're kicking today's ass. Kicking it right in the caboose. Ba-doom. Also, as a final disclaimer, I feel like I need to say it again. We do not advocate punching, shooting, stabbing, or touching anyone 
in the deck that isn't asking for you to, you know, do stuff to their dick. All right, ladies, gents, others, here's your cannabis warning. As per 3AAC 306.360 Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding.